I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello? Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hello and welcome to the Everton Fan Focus podcast. This is a special with um, former Everton defender Derek Manfield, who's finally stopped taking the piss out of all of us. <laughs> and took some time to sit down and hopefully answer some questions about his career at Everton. So, Dexy, you started your club career with Tramia. Is that correct? It is, yeah. A long time ago. <laughs> Whilst we've got you on the subject, it's not all about Everton. What, what, um, what are your thoughts on the current place at Tramia and also about your time there before you joined Everton? Well, I'm devastated that they lost the league status was it, 18 months or so ago. Yeah. Yeah. And so much so, I had a big Barney with a fan at one of the pubs we were doing after the game. Someone mentioned Peter Johnson and he started slagging him off and moaning and groaning and interrupting me to just told him to fuck up out the room because he was getting him in there. <laughs> yeah, I was actually there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he got right up my nose. Um, yes, he he got right up my nose. So I told him he lost. gave him a chance in football. You know, I've got, whenever I played football, I've got a soft spot for, but Evans, my club. I go yeah. down to Villa, I go to Wolves, and people know I'm ever Tony. You yeah. know? For me, these people that say, I'm now an Evertonian, well, who do you support before? I'm Doncaster Rovers, for example, but you're still yeah. a Donny fan. Absolutely. I'm always will be an Everton fan, I make no bones about it. Yeah. But Tramley gave him a chance in, in 79. If yeah. I go back four or five months prior to that, I was playing a lot of sport in school, and I was just about to go back to my final year in school in September 78, and I made a decision to stop playing rugby union, oh. much to my uh, sports teacher's disgust as I was heading off to England school board trials as a fullback um, and Cheshire County team and I just stopped playing rugby. I played one game since that day when I told him and that was September, January. Tramia said come for a trial, signed within two weeks, schoolboy forms in four weeks, apprenticeship, the only one to get the apprenticeship in those days. So if I hadn't given up rugby, whatever played football, you'll never know. Um, but Tramia gave me a chance, I had Alan Wone which is Ian Wone's dad as my oh, first coach yeah. Um, yeah. in a team called Prenton Park Rovers Prenton, Prenton Park Rovers yeah and uh, we won the league a cup got me into the cup final and Johnny King the manager had to make a decision in those days they took one one person on it yeah. was all about finance and nowadays you can take 13, 14 kids yeah. on Yeah. so 
I went there for two weeks and they offered me the, the apprenticeship. Um, so I gladly took it at £16 a week. Yeah. I, I did all those jobs that um, people won't do now. I had to clean the toilets out and mop the changing rooms and scrub the floors and paint the terraces and oil, oil the turnstiles and everything. <laughs> Get ready everything from, for, tra for training sessions, everything for match days. And I was working 12 hour days regular. On a Friday, it would be probably 17 hours. Wow. And I got £16 a week, but I was playing football. Yeah. I, was, um, I always look back to those days with a lot of fondness because where now you're joining an academy at 16, I went straight into playing in the training with the first team lads. Yeah. So I had big thuggy centre yeah. forwards like Ken Beamish and big Johnny Kerr, who we sadly lost a few years ago, and yeah. big John went in the centre half and Dick Johnson in goal. All these players, I'm playing a kid of 16 yeah. with experienced players. I learned so much. Even Gordon West was there as goalkeeping coach. Wow, wow. You know, I didn't and, 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 and I learned so much by playing with those that I eventually, unfortunately, Johnny King offered me a, a pro contract. Uh, and then got sacked a month before I was signing it. Didn't play in the fit, I was still an apprentice, but Johnny yeah. got sacked, and um, you don't know who's going to come in, whether they're going to want another contract or not, but lucky for me, Brad Hamilton came in. Um, yeah, on a, yeah seven, my first four managers, four managers in football were <coughs> all ex-Blues. Ex-Sevens, yeah. Uh, yeah, really? Uh, Johnny King, Brian, Brian Hamilton, Howard Kendall, Colin Harvey. Yeah. So for the first really? nine years in football, I was managed by former Blues. Yeah. Um, so he gave me a chance, he gave me a debut away at Peterborough yeah. about eight months later to which we lost 4-1 we were two down in seven minutes <laughs> I thought here we go well done Mountfield made a name for yourself played a day Aldershot the next game got beat 3-2 I'm thinking oh here we go again <laughs> played at home against Port Vale got beat 2-1 the fourth game yeah I was back in the stands very quickly um, <laughs> yeah clean sheets of them days actually not. I, 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 didn't, I didn't know what they were in those days <laughs> I thought that's all the mud pot on the bed once a week. Um, <laughs> Brian gave me a contract and I, I kept playing, and then I got back into the first team the following season. I only played 30 games with Tramia, and the next thing I know, he shouted me over on our just before our end of season holiday. It wasn't just Sonny Benidorm or Barbados or Malaga or Porto Banus, we were going to Blackpool. <laughs> <laughs> that was about as much as we could afford in those days. Yeah. Um, and Brian shouted me over and said, look, we've agreed to sell you, we've had an offer. And I said, I love it, it's great, fun. He went, who is it? He went, Everton, and I couldn't get the phone quick enough. And I spoke to Howard Kendall and played a game the following week. And he said, we're interested, we'll be in touch. And it took him a while, but he eventually offered me a contract. And wow. as I say to people, it's what's your, most, your, your greatest memory of playing for Everton, or your greatest achievement at Everton? And I go, you know, I've got all these league titles and FA Cups and league. Yeah. But I've got a contract that says Dennett Manfield signed for Everton. Yeah, yeah. You yeah. know, I'm a blue. I've come off the street end. I had a season ticket at Everton until 1981 because we played on a Friday night at Tranmere. Yes. Or a, or a Saturday morning the A team, and I go on the Saturday afternoon. And perfect. You know, it means I've got. I still got home. It's a virgin pristine condition. You still get the contract. Yeah, I've wow. I've signed for Everton See, that's spot on, and, and that. Yeah. But what I did after that was complete and not a bonus for me. Yeah. I, that contract could have been blank and said that Derek Manfield does Everton £20,000 a week to play for the <laughs> And I probably still signed it and paid yeah. it. But yeah. that contract means that whether I played one game or no games, I've, I've still worn the blue shirt. I've, Everton I've, wanted you. That's so crazy. It means a lot to me. and I, I use it all the time. It's 
what I did after that was a complete bonus. I never saw what happened, what was going to happen in the next three or four or five years. But in '82, middle of May, I put pen to paper. I went, I went away with the youth team to Groningen just after that with, with Gary Stevens and I think Richo was over there. We, we won the tournament. We came back and pre-season started. And I knew I wasn't playing many games that first season. I knew it was a, a learning curve for me. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. And, I took my time, bided my time, listened to people like Colin Harvey and Howard Kendall. Was it Mark Higgins and, and all that? Well, when I, when I arrived, when I was arrived, there was Billy Wright and Mark Higgins in the first team. Yeah. yeah. There was Kevin Ratcliffe. Yeah. There was Mick Walsh. Yeah. Yeah. And then there was me. And then we played the shite. And he, <laughs> and he, and he, and he signed Glenn Keeley. Was it on Who had a 31 minute career forever exactly. and we got we got smashed at home Five and I've years. gone to, I've gone to sixth in line I'm thinking I'm not gonna get a chance here. Yeah. So I played one game in the first team away at Birmingham. Uh, yeah. I can't remember the date, April the twenty third, nineteen three. <laughs> where I made, I made my debut um, and we lost one nil to a late one. Robert Hopkins goal. Yeah, that yeah. yeah and, that um, you know, I've just got given a program the other week with the following week at Everton. I've got a picture of me and me in the in the white yeah, yeah, kit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've got, got virtually no pictures from that time, and you know, so maybe debut and straight back in the stands. Um, end of that season, yeah, he had a wholesale clear out. He got rid of Mick Walsh. He got rid of Billy Wright. Yeah, yeah. and it was Rats and Higgy, yeah. and then me. Yeah. So the door opened. The door was there. I wouldn't say it opened quickly for me, but yeah. we went away pre-season to Lillishall and Howard named two teams. First team we go down to Walsall, the reserves or wherever they were, were going back up to play at Marine. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Rats went down to Walsall and got sent off. I went to Marine and scored two goals and a 2-0 <laughs> win. Wow. Um, we were going away pre following on the, the Monday to Holland and Howard had named the team, the squad on the Friday. I wasn't in the squad, but once Rats got sent off, I had to go because I was playing. Had yeah. to play the yeah. unless he signed someone. Got rid of the so I went away yeah. pre-season and then played well and played the first two games of the season at home. Uh, we beat Stoke and then we lost to West Brom, West Ham, I think, one nil and one nil. And Rats was back and I was back in them stands again. <laughs> <laughs> but it's, it's one of them. It's I, I don't care. I've, I was given um, a, a, my my first game. Thing, my first Goodison game, they've got the programme, the two teams and the score yeah. in a big frame that's going to go on the wall in the house when I finally decided yeah, to get it up there. It's <laughs> yeah. me Goodison Park debut. Fantastic. Um, we beat yeah. Stoke 1 0, thinking she scored, I think it was. Yeah. But then I said, I'm, I see Mark Higgins quite a lot now and a good, good friend of mine. Yeah. And, very underrated and, and a very, very good player. Yeah. I used to watch him the Tevises and I played alongside him and played in train. He was fantastic. He was yeah, such a bad injury. He was strong. He was the first one to have the hernia operations. It actually finished his career. Yeah. But oh, that's I remember going to West Ham away, yeah. and he'd moved Ratty to left back. Played me and Higgy, and I scored my first goal on a blue shirt at West Ham that night. Yeah. Unfortunately, it was for West Ham. <laughs> well, and, and we do 2-2 yeah. do, do you want to talk about it? Oh, Bo- I saw Trevor Booking last year and he uh, said yeah yeah I just, <laughs> <laughs> I just it's by the by it's gone we need to win the replay and um, the next game was, was Old Trafford away on the Saturday yeah. and I half expected 
him to name Bales and Ratty and, and Higgy together. But he named, I'm sitting there and I've got my coat and I'm, I didn't, I'm sitting there and he, and he names the team and he goes, <coughs> Stevens, Ratcliffe, Mountfield, Higgins, and I'm going, he's mentioned my name there. <laughs> and I, I, that, was, that was the biggest boost I got at my young career. Yeah. I was 20, was he? Yeah. yeah. I was 19, 20 at the time. Yeah. I think it was 20. And Howard said, you're playing at Old Trafford in my, I think it was my seventh game in the first team. Alongside Higgy, we won one nil, and then that was the last time Higgy played. His, his yeah. career just went, and Did he get injured. He had a groin problem. Oh and he yeah, was the first one had this hernia operation. Um, so Higgy never played again, and and I, and I kept my place alongside Kevin, and we just developed. But going back to what I said about Mark, is great great friend of mine. Get on yeah, super yeah. with him, and I and I've actually said this when he's been in the same room as me. Someone has to have a bit of misfortune sometimes if you to have your fortune. Yeah, yes. My fortune was Mark getting injured and never playing forever again. Yeah. yeah. If Mark had been fully fit, I might yeah. never have been I might be sitting here talking about my career. Yeah. It could be Mark Higgins and Kevin yeah. Ratley. But yeah. Mark got injured. Yeah. His misfortune gave him my chance. Yeah. And I wasn't given that chance up. No, no. You know, no. I wasn't. So I always I'm always honest to Mark and I say that and he, he's grateful to me saying it because Kevin says the same. Yeah. When he Kevin's one. Well, I think Kevin's got a, a big regret of not taking Mark up the steps at Wembley in '84 to get the yeah, FA Cup. Really? Yes. Yeah. Because he took over Kevin's. Kevin's over Mark's mantle as club captain and team captain. Yeah. And he was there all the way through '85 into '86. And, he, he, and, and, and it's crazy because not a lot of people know Mark Higgins, do they? Is that no. the type of player? He's oh, very, he, he was very he, under the radar. He was very um, good. Yeah. He was very good. He was. So, he's, he's still a solid act now. Yeah. He's solid. He's strong, but. But yeah. his misfortune gave me a chance and yeah. I wasn't taking that, I wasn't turning that down. I Absolutely. grabbed it with both, both hands, I hope. Yeah, 100%. I think I've gone right over the next, next 10 questions there, didn't I? <laughs> <laughs> so, is he the best player you played with? <laughs> I think that was one of He's the next questions. I finished. When you got that call when you were at Samia from Everton, what, what was your initial sort of feeling? How did it feel to get Can that Can I call? actually swear? It was, yeah. Yeah. Now, what do you want to do with me? <laughs> <laughs> it, it, it was hard to say. Cause I found out later on that both Man United and Tottenham had made inquiries, but Everton were the first team to come in with an offer. And, and I spoke to somebody a while ago who was working with the, the, the scouts who saw me, and he said to me, no, no, son, Howard was your number one target that summer. He said, what? Howard had well, seen something he knew that you know, he thought he could work and get the best out of. But it's one of them. You, I, I've got me. I, we're training in the corner at Prenton Park. I've got me, me suitcase and or me Spongebob bag in the in the change room, ready to go to Blackpool. I, I'm ready. I'm training. Wow. Training session off to Blackpool Thursday afternoon, Thursday night, Friday night. Come back Saturday. Watch the cup final Saturday the, in the social. It was three days of madness. Yeah. And I get the phone call and, and Brian says, "Right then, son, get your bag, go home." You gotta play next week forever. Just, just get yourself gone, and I'm going. Dad, 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 I'm, I'm, I'm playing forever next week. Oh, I said, no, seriously, Dad. They phoned me today. They want me to go next week for a for a trial game, and it was it was quite surreal because I used to live in a three-story house in Manor Road in Wallasey. Yes. And typical youngster, mum and dad get the ground off. We get 
kids get the top floor, top floor yeah. and I'm in the bedroom and the phone goes and my mum screams up Derek it's for you I had about 40 stairs to get down I used to, <laughs> I used to take it about four pounds I was that, I was that athletic in those days <laughs> so I came down the stairs and I said to mum who is it she went our Kendall who's he who's he my mum was the football my dad was the football man my mum really wasn't yeah. but yeah. she said Everton's manager and we, we discussed and he said you can't play this game you've got to come to this game instead I said okay yeah do you know where Belfield is I went yeah been there many times on my push bike trying to get autographs and get into the place <laughs> all of a sudden I'm driving into Belfield I'm driving in as an wow. employee as, as, as a, not an employee sorry, yeah, but you know, as, I'm going to wear the blue shirt in three or four hours time oh, it, it, it was yeah. quite, then I walk upstairs to the old canteen and there's there's Mick Lyons there's Higgy there's Rats there's McMahon I'm going what the fuck am I doing? <laughs> it really was one of those moments you think this this is not right. I'm I'm, I'm going to wake up in a minute. I'm going to be in bed and it's been a yeah. dream. It was just so surreal for me. And then in those days, everything was done for you. It still is now. Your boots are packed, but I had to take my own boots with me. So I got my little bag with my boots and my shin pads and everything else in. Yeah. We got on the team bus and we drive to Preston. I played away at Preston and. Uh, Howard always sat in the front of the bus. Okay, boys, off you go. In the change rooms. Go and have a look at the pitch. We get these set up for you. But everyone gets off the bus. We get in the changing rooms. And we go down the pitch, and I'm looking at this pitch, which is I've played there before, but it, it's, it just felt so much bigger than Tramier's ground I've been used to. And yeah. Place like Aldershot, these little grounds. Yeah, and yeah. He comes in, he names the team, and I'm playing. And I can honestly say, I froze. I've got my suit and tie on. I didn't know what to do. I've been playing football for three years. I've yeah. been getting changed yeah. in a change room every day of the week. Yeah. I didn't know what. I'm looking around going, oh, he's taking his tie off. So I took my tie off, hung it up. Oh, now my jacket. <laughs> and bit by bit, I got down to me. Socks, shorts, T-shirt. I went to get my boots. I looked under the changing rooms, under the, under the table. I'd left my boots on the bus. Oh, oh it gone off. So I'm going, oh, fuck. So I said to him, it was Mick Eaton. He said, oh, you'll fight. The bus will just be outside. The driver's called Jimmy, he's got a big nose, you can't miss him. Um, Jimmy Martin, kidnapped, always known as Gonzo. So I go outside and there's the bus and he's in the bus, so I get me back. Get me, playing, I think we got beat 3 1 in the game and I came off, but I've, I've worn the blue shirt, I've worn, yeah. the, I've worn the badge on the, on the left tit. Yeah. And, um, but I played like a right tit. <laughs> <laughs> so, so I get back on the bus and. Um, as usual, yeah. there's, there's a, they always had a few beers on the bus and I'm sitting there and I'm, I'm trying to feel part of the group but I yeah. still yeah. feel like I shouldn't be here and then Howard looks up, hey, come down here son, he's got a glass of wine, he sits there and he goes, right then lad, being impressed, yeah, we like it, I'll be in touch. I must have sat by the, by the phone in the house for five days waiting to ring, yeah. it never once rang for me, no. finally the phone call comes, we've done a deal with Tramier. He'd come to Belfield, went over, did the medical, wow. and there's the contract, and it was done and dusted within 30 minutes we get to Belfield. I didn't need anything to say, how much you're paying me, you made me an offer. It wasn't a great deal of money at the time, but it was more than most people were at the time. Yeah. I, I went from £40 at Tramia, £125 a week at Everton. Yeah. But I felt like a millionaire because I'm but I'm playing. Yeah, yeah. And I, yeah. And I had to yeah. suddenly start thinking, I've gone from the bottom of the fourth division applying for re-election to a team in the yeah. top flight. Mm. Um, which, which says a lot about Kendall's eye for a player as well, to, to spot a player. Look at, look at the players he brought in at the time. Yeah, yeah. You know, yeah, yeah. Liverpool got rid of Sheedy, it's still amazing. He brought Sheedy, he brought, he brought um, 
Alan Harper. Oh, yeah. He's, he, he, he saw Van der Nau. Yeah. Trevor Stephen. He saw Brace. You know, when, when we won the league in 84, you're all going, oh, great team, or some Bracewell comes, you're going, oh, who's this fella? Yeah. Yeah. You know, he was always looking to improve. Every good manager always improves his squad season on season. Yeah. And how, but he was good at seeing the opportunities of giving people chances. And yeah. he gave me a chance. I'll be eternally grateful and free from the chance of where the world will share. Yes. I, I can't thank you enough. You know, I can't. Sorry, Desi, what was your relationship like with Kendall throughout that, that, that period? Early on, it was brilliant. We, yeah. we had a bit of a fallout later on in the time before he went away, but yeah, you know, because obviously he signed Dave. Um, yeah, yeah. I've got nothing against Waggy at all, but I was I was I was fully fit when he signed Waggy. But having an ENG prior to it was a, a reasonable excuse. Um, yeah. But there's a book out. But you read my chapter in the book, you'll explain. I'll give I give my opinion of why. I think he signed Dave and why my career ever ended. Yeah. Um, but Howard, Howard was, was brilliant at, at team spirit. At, and him and Colin were the best two players every training session we had. They were superb. Yeah. Most managers now, she's standing at the touchline in the suits and that, and the, yeah. the woolly hats. Yeah. Howard and Colin were in the session with us, Jordan, and still saw the things to stop and correct it. They were superb, but it was brilliant. Yeah. Two great blokes. But I'll forever be indebted with Howard. He gave me a chance to play for the team I supported all my life. Yeah. But, I wouldn't say it was a fractious, but it got a little do, bit tense you know, towards the end of my time. Did it, did it, as, as being a fan, uh, and what, you know, that fantastic season, I remember when he brought Watson in, I was saying to the lads earlier, I remember Watson getting beat because yeah. he, he, he took your place. We, I we, mean, that's, that's yeah. you, you were, you know, you and Rats then were just, well, you Waggy was magnificent, it, it was it, absolutely yeah, magnificent, it, it, but what happened was, we, Waggy struggled when he first came in the team, he yeah. really and we played yeah. three centre-backs down at Southampton, and Waggy got injured, so I played the next nine games, we won six, two, two, and lost one, Yeah. and then we were playing the full members' cup or something, yeah. midweek, yeah. and I said, you're playing Stathy's son and giving Dave a chance, and he pulled me on and said, you're not playing, and I just went, I just walked out. Um, never came to the game, never went training Saturday morning. Bit no. a big bust up on the Monday. Um, yeah. Why weren't you training? You never told me to come. Why at the game? I said, I'm going to come to the game and tell the fans why you left me out, am I? Yeah. And you're yeah. looking right, tit. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. I'm going to get slaughtered. Yeah. But Dave got so booed. Dave got booed. We won 4 0. Yeah. Dave got booed. Yeah, that was the fans thinking, why did you drop my own field? Yeah. But I look back and think, you know, I've got no problem with Dave, I've got yeah. no problem with Howard. But it was a disappointment for me that after what I'd done, Did it but like you realised like the rug had been sucking from underneath it a little bit. Not, not really, no. I, I, I gave it a year where I travelled, well, eighteen months, but I travelled around the country. I was always on the coach, yeah. And there was one sub in those days, so I was always sitting in the stands for the game, yeah. yeah. Or there was two subs, and I was always in the stands. I might get a, the occasional sub appearance, and yeah. I remember coming to the last game of the season, eighty-seven. Um, when I was one short of enough appearances for a medal. Yeah. I played Tottenham home on the Monday. Yeah. I just remember that game. And all credit to Howard, he said, right, you're on the bench today, son. And uh, we were nil-nil with about 20 minutes to go. And he'd already made me warm up. He's like, you're going on, lad. 
and he paid me up front. He took Inch off and put me up front. Did he? Yeah. yeah. And I scored the winning goal. Oh, <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> my last, my last goal at Everton was, was I played up front. I hit the crossbar. The keeper made a cut. I could have had a hat trick in about fifteen minutes. <laughs> everything, everything he did went right that night. So I got my medal. So I can't, I can't, fold, I can't yeah. thank him enough. It was that after that. we beat uh, Norwich. Norwich. Yeah. That, it, it yeah. was the last was Tottenham were playing yeah. Coventry yeah. in the cup final on the Saturday. Oh right. Yeah. So the we played on the Monday. Yeah. So we'd already won the league by then. Yeah. At, at that time, then, when you when you were saying about Watson coming in, you know, what was your relationship like with, with Dave at that time? When Fine, I've got, I've got, I've got no problem with Dave at all. Um, yeah. If I'd have come to Everton to take Dave's place, it'd probably be the same. Mm. I wanted to get him out the side and keep out the side. Yeah. But when you paid a million pound for a player, yeah. compared to thirty grand for little old me, mm. you know, yeah. Dave's going to get the first choice. Yeah, yeah. And I did my utmost to get into that position to. To knock him yeah, out, yeah. I thought I did enough in the nine games I played, but obviously how he decided he wants to change it over. Yeah. And after that, I think I played something like uh, nine games. Then I must have played no more than about eighteen games after that. It's not a shame. It's yeah. it's football. Yeah, it's yeah, football. Yeah. It's going to it's going to happen to players better than me. It has happened to players better than me, and you've just got to accept it. I left Everton in '88 for one reason, and that was to play football. Yeah. yeah. I'd had two years of fought 28 games in two seasons, yeah, and yeah. playing in reserves and going around the country. I remember, I remember going with Pat Mandanow and Sheeds to play away at Grimsby in Tuesday night. Yeah. And Mick Lyons and John Klinkock came over. We were all coming back from injuries, and we finished at Grimsby. I came off. And then Sheeds came off and Psycho played up, all, all three might have come up, can't remember now. And we got in the car, the coach went home, we got in, I think it was McLean's estate car. Yeah. Mick drove around to local Chippy, because he used to work in Banish Grimsby, you know, the best fish and chips in Grimsby. <laughs> <laughs> we had fish and chips and we drove down to London and got the hotel at about three o'clock in the morning. And I was sub on the following night against QPR. Oh, yeah, you know, yeah, so yeah. I was getting caught, I was getting a little bit distant. Yeah, and then yeah. Howard went, Colin took over. Yeah. All credit to Colin, fantastic coach, but I think you'll admit he struggled as a manager. Yeah. He, he yeah. was Colin the coach, did, Colin the coach. Did Colin struggle with t- difficult decisions like telling players to wear the team? I don't know, I, I didn't play much under Colin. Um, I got injured um, in a reserve game at Leeds, snapped my ligaments in my knee, one of our own players tripped the lad up onto my leg, but that's gone yeah. now. And, and then, end of the season, he wanted me to go away with the lads. And season, look, I've not been part of the squad all season. Yeah. I don't want to go with you. Yeah. Um, so I didn't go. Feeling wanted. Oh, it wasn't feeling... feel. I didn't feel part of the setup. Yeah. We, we'd finished sixth in the league under Colin, and yeah. I didn't mm. feel I'd played enough to warrant going away. And then while I was away, there was an offer from uh, Villa for me. Um, yeah. It was Graham Taylor, and another manager worked with for two years. Fantastic. Just he, he brought. He gave me. The chance to get my appetite back for football because yeah. I was losing it at Everton, and, 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 he, and he, he signed me, yeah. and he did think different to Howard, where Howard loved the team spirit, Graham loved the team spirit in a different way to Howard. Yeah, and he, he made you feel wanted and welcome, and I had a great two years with Graham Taylor. Just on that, such so, a so sad losing him oh, this week. Wasn't desperate. Um, I've spoken to quite a few people about him over the last three or four days, and so many people have come out and said really really nice things about him yeah despite him getting all the stick when he was England manager oh, yeah. anybody who's worked under him or with him has nothing but praise for him mm. you know, he, always, 
listening to him, sorry, that on Top Sport, it spoke tremendous sense. Oh, he, he, it he, always made sense to me what he said. He was a know? football man, yeah. a gentleman. He loved talking about the game, but he was very, very good at what he did. Yeah. He fostered a team spirit at Villa that, that, that was just like it was at Everton. It was brilliant. So much so that we, we nearly won the league in 1990. Yeah. Um, but he had something really good going. Unfortunately, at the time, he was the most successful English manager when Bobby Robson went. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I've recently spoken to Joe Royal and Joe and Howard who were on the three-man shortlist. Really? Um, yeah. wow. And they both thought they wouldn't get the job over Graham. So Graham got the job. Being the most successful man at the time, he got the job. Unfortunately, one or two things contrived to... I think he had the worst pool of players. Yeah, a lot of good things as well. Cumin stepped up. That was it's, one it's, of the worst things that happened to him. Yeah, it's unfortunate what happened to him, but... You know, yeah. he came back, he bounced back, he got a lot of stick in the media, unfortunately. But he read the stick. Yeah, he read yeah. Villa fans love him, Wolves fans appreciate him, but Watford fans adore the oh, fan. Yeah. I was at Watford before <coughs> Christmas with um, Luther Blissett doing some oh, yeah. lounge work with Luther, because I know Luther really well, and yeah. I asked where Graham was, and he said, oh, he's got a bit of a cold, he's not coming today. And I was devastated, because I want to say hello to him, and yeah, unfortunately yeah. now he's, he's no longer with us, but... I, I was. I know what he meant to people because I worked with him. But I was. I wouldn't say I was gobsmacked. Some yeah. of the people who come out and praised him have surprised me with the praise for him. Really? I thought, yeah. I, yeah. I thought some people would be a bit anti, but the the whole country has come out in yeah. in, in praise, support, and praise him. Yeah, he, he really was one of, one of the best managers I've worked on because he treated you like a, like an adult. Yeah. Not like yeah. a kid. Said it how it was. He told you. He, he told you why he's dropping you with a genuine reason. If you if you, if you knew I had, a, I had a problem with my little boy, my little boy unfortunately had some serious fits at the age of eighteen months, and I got a phone call. And he, they came and got him off the training field, and I rushed to the hospital where he was serious. I came to training point. What are you doing here, son? How's your lad? He says, no, you you go home now. You come back when he's really? fit. You go. You just get. On. I had about five about five days off. He said, no, your son's more important than football. That's family. You go home. Yeah. And he sent oh, me home back. He, he was superb at that. And yeah. then when I came back, uh, there was a bunch of flowers. He actually came in hospital to see us as well, check out what it was. Uh, he was fantastic at oh that. Yeah. He treated like an adult, and the families were important for the player. It's not, it's not me, the footballer, I'm the footballer, yeah. but you've got a family behind you. Mm, and yeah. everyone in the club knew about his family relationships. He treated players and the family with so much respect. Which makes you feel... Oh, oh yeah, you feel wanted. Yeah, you want to do your best for it week after week. Yeah. He was superb, but he's, he's going to be a sad loss. Absolutely. I don't know when the funeral is. If, 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 yeah, it's the right time and I can get down I would do because I know there's a lot of people in, who, who I've played with who played London would want to go there to say oh, yeah, oh fair absolutely. well absolutely yeah mm. I'm still having therapy for that 60 to feet that I, oh, I, well, I enjoyed it just <laughs> 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 go that game then. no I didn't you Ken, nearly Ken, Ken Nielsen got in front of me that, that was the game when you know I sort of stuck two fingers up the club and said fuck you I yeah. still play football yeah. yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. everyone thought that you're, you're leaving Evan because you're knackered or whatever. And I, I had three great years of it. That game, you know, well, I really six nil on fifty-eight minutes. Yeah, I still see you know, and Paul McGrath got you back in the game. Scored yeah, he goal. did. But you know, that game gave me a lot. I'm not being disrespectful, Evan, but that proved to me that I can still play football. Yeah, absolutely. And yeah. I really enjoyed that night because I'd beaten my boy on Team Six too, but I'm wearing the different shirt, but yeah. I really, really enjoyed that night. Because yeah. I felt like I'd proved people wrong. Absolutely, absolutely, yeah. get that. Sort of. In uh, in '85, then, if the um, the if Everton had played a week later, would we have had a better chance of winning the treble? 
It doesn't happen now, does it? Where you play a major final in Europe on a Wednesday and a cup final on a Saturday. It doesn't happen now. No. United did the treble, but they played Saturday, Wednesday. We played Wednesday, Saturday. Um, it was just one game too many for us. Mm. When you're playing at the the most intense, highest level you can do at Wembley yeah. in a in a bowl which just magnifies heat like you wouldn't believe. It was just one game too many. And did you sense that before the game? No, no, Andy Andy and Sharp he sensed it after about five minutes but he told you that my legs are fucked are you? <laughs> <laughs> um, do you know what? So am I but I, I, only because I've been to Rotterdam and Wembley but the, the two the two things I remember about that 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 them two days was Rotterdam was really humid and then uh, on the Saturday at Wembley it was boiling it was boiling it was absolutely roasting we got in the ground early uh, I don't know why but the, the only occasion I've ever got and I remember we were in the wooden seats just by the Royal Box and it was absolutely the heat it yeah. was like you know one of them it's one of them we still thought we were going to batter them <laughs> Howard Howard never ever changed his, his pre-match routine yeah. whether it was a cup final or a league game we all went down on the Friday afternoon or Friday lunchtime from Belfield maybe if we'd have gone straight from Rotterdam to the hotel in London we might have been a little bit better yeah. but yeah. I would never change the routine so didn't get back in Liverpool until 2 or 3 o'clock on the Thursday morning we all, we all go home and we don't come in until Friday and now it goes we're not bothered training today we'll go straight on the bus and go down so you've got all your cub track suits on and your cub suits and you're all on a high and I just think if it had been I said it had been Saturday Wednesday it might have been better for yeah, us absolutely. Yeah. but you know you can't say we had a poor season no, no, we, 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 we didn't set out to do what we did and I, I always remember one banner because we were, we were, we were pig sick we were, we were pig mm. sick we didn't get the treble yeah. pig sick um, I did my ankle I got my only call up for the national team after that game as a late replacement but Howard pulled me straight out and my ankle had done yeah. so I'm sitting on the train coming home and Reedy and them are all buggered off and I'm sitting dumpy as hell and the following day you go around town on the yeah. open top bus tour feeling shit mm. because you've lost but you mean you walk out and there's thousands of blue and white faces there smiling there's yeah. a banner saying don't worry boys two out of three ain't bad yeah. Yeah. and you realise that yeah you're, you're probably right there but yeah. you, you're still absolutely pig sick you know, you've not got the third you know, so, so just, just, just for Twitter yeah. just in case anyone has actually got that banner we'll get in yeah. touch yeah. with us and yeah. send yeah, us some pictures because we'll, uh, we'll, we'll send the pictures yeah. on to Dex like everyone links that season to uh, the Kevin Brock back pass as the turning point, and, and, and I think Kevin said it was it was a few games earlier than that. What what for you was like that the turning point where everyone believed they were they were. I got the first two. <laughs> 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 uh, I really didn't want to say that. But. Well, it's it's hard to say. I look back to that at spell over Christmas. Yeah. Um, when we played Coventry and. Sunderland and them at Goodison and we booed off at nil nil. Oh, we got rain, yeah. we got cushions rained down. Yeah. It, we were awful. We went to Wolves and got beat three nil, and then we went down to Birmingham sometime early New Year, and we turned up on our lovely silver kit, and we're all ready to go. And the referee comes in with about fifteen to go and says, "Boys, you can't wear that kit. It'll turn a clash under the football with their kit." So they brought in Birmingham City's away kit. 
I mean, really? I think we won two 0 down there. But then we went to Stoke a couple of days later, and Howard's team talk literally was opens the window. That story's yeah. true, yeah. Listen to them, do it for them. It must have been ten thousand blues singing yeah, also. Yeah. Was and then we go out there, win the win the game comfortably, and it went on from there. Everyone talks about Oxford being the the catalyst, but I think we started a winning run from Birmingham, Stoke, and we just kept building yeah. on. Um, whether it was a combination of things, was it Colin Ivey coming to the first team? Yeah. Because he wasn't around the first team until His just prior to Christmas. Was it Colin coming up to work with the first team alongside Howard, not taking reserves? Because Mick Lyons then came in and took the reserves. Was it Colin? Was it hype like me getting the first team? You don't know. See, but something also, happened yeah. where we've suddenly developed, was it really an Andy Gray coming? Two winners. Yeah. Yeah. A combination of things, but all of a sudden we went from being an average team to a team that went, yeah, we're all right. But getting to Wembley in the Milk Cup final was a massive boost for us. Yeah. But then getting there again and winning the FA Cup, the first one's the hardest one to win. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. All of a sudden we've won one. Whoa, let's go. And But I can't put, no one can ever put a finger on it. No. Because it, I think it's a combination of things that, that do it. Kendall said, so we talked, oh, Kendall, God bless him, where. Uh, last year wasn't it uh, and he said when um, we played Liverpool at home and Harper scored that goal yeah. the volley that was when he believed that Evan could compete with Liverpool for once go on foot and you know it's just I think when, we, mad, went, when we went to, to Anfield and Sharper scored the goal we yeah. had 1-0 our first win in seven years yeah that goal yeah the build up to that game was, was Howard to a tee Liverpool there was no standardised match ball in those days no we had mitres yeah. Liverpool had the tango ball. Yeah, yeah. So Howard brought a shed of the tango ball. So we trained with tango balls all week because they react differently to the mitres, he said. Yeah. So we worked with the balls that Liverpool used and we scored that goal. I think that's when we actually realised with the build up that we started up to there. But when we beat them at Anfield, I think that was that was the that was the thing where we went, hey, we've matched these. Yeah. And for three years, we were the best two teams around by a distance. Yeah. We really were by a distance. Yeah. That was the game. Sharpie's goal was probably the thing. Where, hey, we've got we've got something going here, boys. Yeah. We didn't think what well, we, you know, we could have gone out in the first round against UCD, the European game. Well, yeah, very yeah. lucky to get yeah, a great that's... chance for an away goal. Didn't yeah, got us. You know, but you know, we rode a little, little look a little bit, and you know, there we go, do what we did, and you know, I, I just can't say that was the reason. I think it was a combination of yeah. things. Yeah. Yeah. Just on the European yeah. games, then, do you, do you think that the European ban broke the, that particular team up? too early do you think hard to say um, it affected a lot of football clubs what did the players Everton at the time then think about that we were gutted we were gutted um, we were waltz that next season wouldn't we yeah we would have yeah, we, 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 we'd have been with them the best yeah. two teams in Europe yeah. Um, yeah. it wasn't the FA it was Magda Thatcher that took Everton out of Europe she, yeah. she, she'd already started this ID scheme and this she, yeah. it was a yeah. perfect she was excuse for her to get everyone out it did yeah, I, but yeah. we 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 feel we were hard done by, but think about Coventry and Wimbledon and Norwich, and Norwich who all won, who all won yeah. tournaments and never played in Europe. Yeah. Yeah. The problem is when we got back into Europe, we weren't ready for it. Mm. Do you think Everton should have got an invite back into Europe? As they were the, it would have mean? been nice. It would have been we nice. We were the last sort of yeah. league. But you know. whether it broke the team up too quickly, it probably did. Yeah. Because Howard then went to get European football. Yeah. Gary and Trevor went to Rangers. Yeah. And the team, but think about when Howard goes and Colin Harvey comes in, 
does Colin want to win a trophy with Howard's team? No, he doesn't. Yeah. He yeah. wants to put his own mark on it, his own stamp on it. So players were going and players were coming in. Unfortunately, the standard of the players going weren't replaced by the same standard coming no. in. Unfortunately, some of the help signings Colin made were replicated. Could you see that, Derek, when you were seeing the players coming in and thinking? Well, well I, I went in after Colin's first season, so I was, yeah. I was my, my, my mind was focused on Villa at the time. Yeah. But some of the players that came in weren't as good as the players that were leaving, yeah. unfortunately. But You're talking about the, the likes of like Ian Wilson and stuff like that, you know. Well, there's, there's, there's other players, players, there's but, other you know, players, yeah. you know. Gary yeah. Stevens, a quality fullback, was Neil McDonald at the same time no. as Gary Stevens. Um, Mick Milligan was a decent midfielder, he's not the same time as Peter Reid. Mm. Oh, I'm, oh. I'm just picking two names there. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. Yeah. It's very, very hard sometimes to replace the standard of those players with equal standards. Yeah, yeah. And at the time, that's probably what Colin thought would work for him. Yeah. But Colin had three years, did a reasonably good job, I think. But Do you still think to this day then that Everton is still trying to recover from that? I do, yeah. Yeah, yeah I think I do. I think we, well, yeah, I, when the European football came back and we, we, we weren't ready for it mm-hmm. because other, uh, t- we very, other, other uh, teams that still kept building and buying and developing look at Arsenal for example yeah. Yeah. and the were on the cusp yeah and yeah. we didn't I don't think we, I don't think we were when we came back the band was it 91 was it we weren't ready as a club and we haven't been ready ever since only as a good player you know and that's where I think other clubs kept on buying players Liverpool prime example like Mm. They bring in people like Aldridge and Barnes and yeah. keep it going. You know, yeah. we buy the same. To keep I always think when their players were up because Everton was still a top of force when yeah. those players were ready. But it, 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 I think it's still, it still affects us now. I think yeah. we're not quite over yet. And a lot of you, the generation who watched us in those days yeah. talk so fondly about it. Yeah, yeah. And they're trying to say to the kids and the grandkids, this is what happened. And you can't replicate what, what happened in those days. You can tell them it's never quite the same as actually seeing it and experiencing it. So, I, I think the club is, is not quite over it yet. Or is it the club or is yeah. it the fans? I'm not sure. Well, I tell um, you what, I, 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 I lived and breathed Everton then, and, and I honestly thought that team, you know, at the end of the 85 season, we would have gone on and conquered the world. And, I, you know, I don't know that for a fact. You'd have to look at the final. Yeah. That's that uh, Stour Bucharest against well, Barcelona. Barcelona. One of the worst. One of the worst Barcelona teams. But we, we, we but couldn't. We couldn't even go into that European Super Cup game. Yeah, exactly. We couldn't yeah. go and play that one-off game in that. We weren't allowed yeah. in that. But That's you know, and you know. Now we we still. You know, me and my mates from the same. We we still not regular, but every now and again it comes no, up. Yeah. Uh, you know what we lost out on. And, I, 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 if we had won the European Cup that next year, I think we would now be as big as, you know, the talk, I, I always still believe we are one of the top clubs, but we would be now one of the, you know, a different force. Be, oh, yeah, we, yeah. we would be up there. Derek's right. We didn't kind of, we didn't have the chance, I believe, yeah. to build you on think that success. Though, yeah. I'm not even yeah. far as their best ever teams were yeah. in Europe, and they yeah. ripped it apart. And yeah. It would have stopped. It would have been nice. Them. I I think we'd have could have gone on to give a really good account of ourselves. Yeah. Whether we'd have won it, you don't know because yeah. it's a, in those days it was a knockout home and away legs. Now yeah. it's a league. You can lose three games and qualify. Absolutely. But in those days, it was straight knockout. I think we'd have done brilliant in it. I think we'd have yeah. pushed every team around the yeah. around Europe to show how good you were because we had a massive belief in in the yeah. camp. There was yeah. wasn't a weakness in the place. 
we believe we're the best around. And I, I tell you what, that, that same brief was on the terrace as well. Because yeah. we, <coughs> I, can, I can't remember that season going to a game where we ever thought we were going to lose. Yeah. And, you know, yeah. it didn't matter who we played. The mentality. Just, you were turning up with the, with the expectation of winning. It wasn't, a, oh, I'll be happy with a draw here. Or, you know, oh, we can sneak a little decent result there. You were just going with, you know, yeah. we're winning today. Did, did the players feed off that then, off the fans? Oh, we had just a massive leap in ourselves. I remember the... We actually lost a few games. We, we had five Did games we? that year where we conceded four goals in each game. There were yeah. 20 goals in five games we conceded. We didn't see it from 36 all season. And was that right at the end of the season? No, no, we, we, five, four, we lost 4-1 oh, at home to Tottenham. Chelsea? 4-1 at Norwich. Chelsea 4-3 at home. Yeah, yeah. Uh, another, and we lost 4-1 at Cambridge after the FA Cup final. Yeah, so we had yeah. five games, four goals in each game. Yeah. You know, so we, at times we could make bloody mistakes and we did. Um, but I just look back and I just... It would have been nice to have had a, a season in the European Cup at the yeah. time and to see how we could have done. Yeah. Um, yeah. We believed we were we were good. You knew we were good. Yeah. And, and we, yeah. we thought that we could go and do something. Unfortunately, it never happened. Two, two, I've got no regrets, but two disappointments. I never played the European Cup. Mm. I won yeah. the league twice and finished second in six years. I know. So, win it twice, finished second twice in six years. Up. Never played the European Cup. Now you finish fourth and you qualify for the Champions League. Yeah. You're not champions. Sorry, well, another yeah. story. Exactly. So quite yeah. right. Yeah. And the other one, it's not. A, it's a massive disappointment. It's never got a full cap from a country. Yeah. And, and I look at the players in front of me who played games at that time, and there was there was Steve Foster, there was Terry Fennett, there was Graham Roberts, there was Alvin Martin, there was Mark Wright. Yeah. Well, and, why I, you and, I, and I look back and think. God, I must have been shit. Why do you think I was past the Maradona like Sally Fennec did? He had to flow past me. I don't know, I'll never know. Obviously, I didn't suit what Bobby Robson wanted. But you said you were close before the, the injury, though? I got, Howard told me after the, the cup final in 85 that I've just pulled you out of the squad, so you got a late call-up, but you're knackered, which it was. Yeah. Um, but I never got a full cap, and I'd love to know why. Yeah. I'll never know why. But, but nowadays, you, 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 you look, you look at some of the people who've been, who've been given caps around that time with me. And but I was playing in league title teams and FA Cup finals. Yeah. Gary Mavrick was in the side. And yeah, and, I, I, and, and, I'm, and I'm not getting a chance. I'll never know why, but yeah. it's one of my biggest, biggest disappointments in my career. But yeah. I did wear the three lines twice. Under 21 to be international, so at least I've got the yeah. the cap yeah. to show it. But one full cap, or even call it, would have been nice. And you see some of the players who would be given one cap over the careers. And mm. you know. did, did yeah, Bobby ever sort of speak to you on a yeah. personal level? Robert? No, no, never, never. I spoke to him a couple of times after we won the under 21 European Championships, and that might be in the what what did me because we just won the Europeans against Spain, Tunisia, Bramall Lane to win the under 21 European Championships. Oh, yeah. Mark Haitley played, Howard Gale played, I played alongside Waggy, Gary Bailey in goal, Kevin Brock in midfield, uh, Nick Pickering played, Mel Sterling Coventry, played. Nick Pickering, Coventry. Um, and then after the game, we're in celebrating the changing rooms, and Bobby, Rob, Bobby, Bobby was great. He was as daft as a brush, but a fantastic man. And he walks around and goes, Oh, well played, son, and how old are you? And I went, it's under 21, Bobby. <laughs> so, um, maybe that comment oh, no. cost me. <laughs> <laughs> that guy does not like to be correct. <laughs> so, I'll, I'll never know, but uh, 
I lived 22, 20 odd years playing football. I, I can't complain. I've had no regrets in football. Yeah. I, I've, I've done what you lads would love to do yeah, yeah. once or twice. Yeah. I did it for 20 years and I played 150 times in the blue shirt and I played at Wembley eight or nine times. I'm, I'm privileged to do what I did. I'll, I'll never yeah. blow my own trumpet. I was just very, very fortunate to play football. Fantastic. That's brilliant. So to, just to, to finish off, you've, you've obviously talked about your Everton career a lot there and it's fun. Fascinating to, to hear that. Um, you've already spoke about Tranmere at the start as well, and I know you've played for several different clubs, not just Tranmere, Villa, and Everton, but Aston Villa was another one about their current play that I just wanted to hear your views on, really. And a, and a bit about your management career, your brief management, management career brief. When, you, when you finished your career. If we, if we go to, to the Villa situation, um, I go down to Villa quite often, I, I always get very well received down there. Yeah. I do enjoy going down. I spent 12 years in the Midlands area, so I've got a lot of people who are, mm. who are keeping touch with. Villa, Doug Ellis is a, is a fantastic chairman. You know, he, he had the opportunity to sell Villa, but what he did to Villa Park before he sold it was superb. It's a fantastic statement, it really is. Yeah. Yeah. But he did the proper research due diligence and he gave the, the club to Randy Lerner, mm. who as you know, most investors now, are, they're not Chinese or American or the Russian. Yeah. He came in from America and for three or four years it was superb at Villa. Learners throwing money at Martin O'Neill, a mm. cover doing well, challenging Europeans. Yeah. All of a sudden he fall at Martin O'Neill and he sort of stopped financing the club. And then some of the managers they brought in were, were not yeah. good enough. And for four years Villa went from challenging to slowly yeah. slipping down the league. Yeah. Yeah. And last couple of years, it was always round the bottom. They flirted back. Really, yeah. And I said to someone, that's my concern with, with Everton. If we don't get the right investor, he asked four or five years ago, is that enough? Yeah. Everton could do a villa. Because I was gutted it went down because I enjoy going down there. It's a great place. But if you haven't got the right players or the right managers, yeah. the right setup, that they didn't have the infrastructure behind, underneath the chairman. Yeah. You know, they had the wrong CEOs and the wrong this yeah. and the wrong that. We've now tried to develop that so we've got that structure under the, under the owner. Yeah, it's been a very big thing for them. Yeah. yeah, and Villa didn't do that and, and they made some poor signings. They brought a French um, director of football in who, who brought about seven French lads in who, yeah, you know, I wouldn't have touched them. They were, they were, some of them were awful, but, yeah. you know, and they suffered and they went down in the end. So we've got to be careful that you know, it doesn't happen to us. Yeah. And for what I see from looking from a distance, it's not like that. We're getting that structure set mm, up where Villa didn't have, but the size of the club, size of Newcastle. Yeah. You know, Monster you, you have no divine Compared right. Like you have no divine right to be in the Premier League. No. If you get it wrong, you're gonna lose it. Yeah. And the difference is now, fifteen years ago, the three teams that came up tended to go down. Yeah. But now yeah, every yeah. club comes up is more set and ready yeah. and financially sound yeah. when they come up they stabilise you look at Swansea you look at yeah. Bournemouth Bournemouth brilliant Burnley, Burnley, Burnley. Yeah. they stabilise they're ready for it now yeah. so when the clubs come up it's hard the hardest league now for me is, is the championship oh, yes. that's, that's the hardest league now so we've got to be careful if we slip out of it Villa and Newcastle are still going to get back up at times we don't want to be there No. so we've yeah. got to get it right so we don't do a Villa and suffer but Villa Love going down, great place, but devastated. Like Tramit, when they went out there, I was yeah, devastated yeah. for him, I really was. But that's football. 
Yeah. You've got no divine right to be in that league. The players didn't care either. They went down because that game they lost to Liverpool 6 0 at home. No disrespect, but. Micka Richards, Julian Lescott should have been dominating those young they players and showing yeah. them, and they didn't do it. No. They didn't do it. It's with poor attitude, you know, maybe. Yeah. Or too much, too quickly, a lot of money, not caring. Yeah. Personal yeah. pride for me, I'd have been kicking shit oh, out of people yeah. to stay in that league. Yeah. 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 I'd have been kicking shit out of people. Yeah, absolutely. But personal pride is nothing now. Which was for us to come along and pick Gay out of that team, which was the worst team in the Premier League last season. But it's fantastic. You know, and it's for him to, to star the way he has. But they signed him for £9 million yeah. and put a £7 million selling clause to his contract. <laughs> <laughs> That's a strange one, isn't it? <laughs> you pay £9 million for him and you put a selling clause to his contract. That's not the Barca system, is it? Well, there you go. There's me going to think, now, good that they went down, I just yeah. hope and I can't see it, but we've got to make sure we don't do a villa. Yeah, yeah, because yeah. It, you can easily be sucked into that, that regime. Don't get it right. Managerial career. <laughs> do we regret it a little bit? Yeah. Um, I've been at Walsall and I came back as player manager to Jan Sorensen, who used to who play for Bruges against Liverpool in the European yeah, Cup. Yeah, yeah. And um, I won't say much about him apart from he's useless. And then I. Shit. Lager just got everywhere. And there's a pint of lager over everywhere. So he looks worried now. We've just taped it on your phone, you knackered. As you were saying. As you were saying. Um, my phone's nice and dry. <laughs> but, um, yeah, I uh, had a, a, a year as a player coach at Walsall. Um, then left and ended up going to a bit of non league football, which living in Birmingham wasn't enjoying it mm. and then I got a phone call from Mick Wadsworth who was my manager at Carlisle in 94 95 we yeah. went up to there when we won the league title and got to Wembley in the auto windscreens he said how you doing lad are you fit I said I'm keeping myself fit what are you doing on Monday I said why you get yourself over here mate I need to send it off so <laughs> really? yeah. I went to Scarborough um, just after Christmas in 1999 and uh, yeah. signed a contract on an on-contract basis and played three games and then he goes oh I'm going now I'm going to Colchester but you're, you've been put forward as manager or caretaker manager with Ray McHale number two so I did and went okay I did a lot of things differently to what they used to I've, I've got the Howard and Gray and the team spirit went training on the beach the first day and then they're all thinking, oh, here we go. So, and then right then, let's go, boys. Half yeah. an hour, straight to the cafe, bacon, butters and coffee. <laughs> and we had a half an hour chat and said what we were trying to do. And I, I changed a little bit of the training over, did a bit of things differently. And we lost a couple of games. My first game, the, one of the experienced players got sent off. We got beat 5-0, but yeah. I kept doing what I believed in. And we started winning games. And then chairman said, right, you've got the job to end of the season. And then he appoints a manager, all of a sudden called Colin Addison, and I just became chief scout, bottle washer, Dobbsworth. And so I spent the season there, uh, end of the season there. We we had a good spell. When I went there, we were 13 points adrift at the bottom. Yeah. Um, we managed to get within touching distance. We needed to win the last three games of the season away at Halifax, away at Chester, and at home to Peterborough. Yeah. First two we did. Yeah. The, the last game we drew 1-1 with Peter and Barry Fry and the chairman there is thinking well, we're safe because Carlisle were losing 1-0 at the yeah. time then Carlisle were drawing 1-1 and 
and there was eight minutes of injury time or something and it's oh well and he's cracking this bo- big bottle of champagne in. and we're sitting in the changing room all the panel walls and a little television I can, I can just see the pit the television now and there's Steve Ryder and there's been a goal at Carlisle and Jimmy Glass has scored and I went he's the fucking keeper <laughs> and, I'm, and I'm thinking oh from a, goal from a corner. we're thinking oh goal we're safe Jimmy Glass the keeper goes and scores a winning goal yeah. Carlisle win 2-1 score but get relegated bye bye days and you've gone now yeah. so the only relegation in my career was when I really wasn't playing. I only played four games for them, but yeah. I became chief cook bottle washer. I brought in about four players. I took Tony Parks, the keeper from, who's now go to yeah. Tottenham. Oh, yeah, he was yeah. superb for me. Yeah. Um, like called Darren Roberts came and played with the Wolves. Like called Gary Paul. Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. I came with a midfielder who came from, from Walsall. Yeah. I got three or four experienced bodies in. We had a good nucleus. We did really well for ourselves for a dozen yeah. games, but just weren't good enough. I can still see Steve Ryder's face now. Yeah, I can yeah, see yeah. his face going, deadpan. There's been a goal at Carlisle. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, but then a killer goal. Then I came out of the game and yeah. did a bit of non-league again. Went to Workington for a bit. Did a bit of personal training, qualifications, and then got a phone call from Cork City um, about going to court for the job. I hadn't got the first time round, so I went over there and showed me all this lovely training facility, this lovely ground. Ooh, but it's not our ground. We only rent it. Training facility is a lovely. Two months later, it's two foot underwater. <laughs> Nowhere to train. Yeah. I had. I tried, <laughs> but I tried to do uh, professionally. The, the, the game in Ireland at the time was very amateurish. It was all part time. Mm. They wanted to go full time. I had four full time players to train every day, yeah. which you can't do. No. So we do a little bit in the morning, then come back in the evening twice a week. And uh, I tried to bring in the different diets and nutrition and yeah. training methods, but. If I got the whole squad together three times in the eight months, nine months I was there, I did well because sorry Gaffer, I can't make it, yeah. I'm stuck in work. Oh sorry Gaffer, I'm up I'm up in mm. I'm up in bloody Dublin, I can't yeah. get down. Yeah. I never had the same players there. It's impossible to build anything like yeah. that, isn't it? Eventually, um I, I said to one of the, 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 the coaches there, an older player, I said, I need to get match reports on games, on teams that I'm gonna play against. I don't know the league. It's taken me five hours to drive to Dublin 
yeah. watch a game. Yeah, yeah. Nine hours to get to, to Derry or Sligo Rovers. Yes, so I said, we're going up to Sligo. And I, on the way up on the bus, I said to him, have you got that team report? He went, yeah, I'm just doing it now. <laughs> <laughs> on the way. On the way. <laughs> he sent his mate up. His mate had told him what was on the, on the team. I was like, oh, my God. It was, it was, I'm not slagging the place off. They've gone on leaps and bounds. They went bus not long after I went. They reformed. But they were so amateurish. The only plus point is that I sold the lad, David Delaney, who's at Crystal Palace. Oh, yeah, 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 I sold yeah. him to Leicester for No, He went to Leicester, then he's been to Holland. Yeah, other yeah. So I sold Damon over in 2001 to, yeah. to Leicester. So he's yeah. had a good career. Right? But I look back and think, do regret it. I had a go, but when you go over there and you want to do things differently, uh, it, it's hard when you've got you've inherited a, an assistant manager, you've got two senior players who both work for the vice chairman, oh, you know, and you know oh, for a fact yes. that you, you're getting the old yeah. knife in the back. And yeah. I left there, yeah. I've not been back, um, but I gave a go at it, and when it came out, I sort of went, nah, it's not for me. No, you don't miss It's that not for me, game. so then the phone call went to PFA, you got any courses I can do? Why, what have you got? I said, not a lot. <laughs> got this and that and the other. We've got a degree course, you want to do it? I said, have I got the qualifications? We'll sort you out, don't worry, lad. <laughs> so, I mean, in 2002, I went to university at the age of 40 and came out three years later with a sports science degree. Oh, wow. Fantastic. Um, Fantastic. Which is, we, we, were, we were pushed down the coaching route, so uh, the hardest three years of my life, I mean, the hardest, I'd rather do pre-season training every day than we can do that again, because I'm not a natural learner. No. I've got to go and go and over and over and over it. Yeah. Um, the last... 10, 11 years now I've been working in schools and I've yeah. gone and specialised now in the special educational needs work. Yeah. So I do a lot of work with autistic children now on their yeah. sports oh, work. So yeah. I can't how do you, how do you find that? Oh, find that really it's, it's, as, it's as rewarding as it was playing football. Yeah. Um, I did a yeah. lot of mainstream work and it can be quite frustrating because they can do things. Yeah. But these people... Yeah, I used to work with autistic they, 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 they want to please you. Or yeah. they, they want to please you. And I've got such a good relationship with the kids in there. It's it's brilliant fun. I do three lessons in the morning. Then I do a, a little football club. And I do what's called integration in the afternoon, where mm. it's a new school attached to a, a mainstream school. Okay, yeah. And we bring mainstream kids in to work with the, the kids with autist, autism. So ah, they, they get to work with... It's, yeah. not, it's not normal people, but the no, way, yeah. yeah, and it, it's great for their development, it's and it's great. It, it's also yeah. great for the able-bodied to experience it. So we have yeah. some great laughs. I've done it now for about nine years. I also work for the Special Olympics of North, the Northwest Special Olympics, which is adults with learning difficulties. Fantastic. So I do a lot with them, and I, I'm, I'm loving my life. I can't complain. Um, but yeah. university, if you've got the bottle to do it, do it. But for me, three years are the hardest three years of my life. But yeah. I'm so pleased I've done it because, you know, uh, it's helped me develop as a person as well. Did Fantastic. you live the student lifestyle of 40 then or what? No, I didn't. <laughs> <laughs> mine, mine, through the PFA, because it's aimed at former or current and former footballers, they modified the curriculum. Right. So we did two till eight on a Monday and a Thursday. Does that mean you make it easier? I wish it was easier. <laughs> <laughs> did it from two till eight, so we had... Two till three, three to four, four to five, yeah. three one hour back to backs, then five till half six, half six to eight. So we were constant on the go for six hours a day, and you're trying to go home and go, what did he say at two o'clock? No chance. But no, it, it was it was a difficult three years. But I, I'm, I'm pleased well I did it because yeah. it's it helped me develop 
my, my coaching skills. I don't coach football. I try not to coach football because I don't want to be branded a football coach. Yeah. So I went down the multi-sport route and I can coach, not to the top a license. Yeah. I can coach rugby, football, cricket, basketball, tennis, yeah. volleyball, yeah. handball. Yeah. Multi-skills. So I'm a John Watts and you're a lot, more Barry Davis. A, yeah, <laughs> a lot of disability sports. Um, and it, it, when, I go, when I was in mainstream, I also made sure I did a, a block of disability sports in mainstreams. Yeah. Um, things like goalball, when you have a, a ball with a bell in it and you blindfold each other. Yeah. They right. love it. The kids love it in school. It's uh, something different. They yeah. love it. So I always did that. But the mainstream work has slowly filtered away because of funding changes. So now it's just one day a week in special needs and a TV show with David Fairclough on a Thursday morning. Apart from that, I'm enjoying my life, but yeah. I look back at, I'm here now to my football career, yeah. and I've, I always say to people, I've lived your dreams, boys. Absolutely, I, you have to. Yeah. I did what you'd love to have done, and I'm, I'm honoured to have played football, but I'm ultra proud to have worn the blue shirt. Yeah. The I must have watched your goal and he's losing. 25 million times. <laughs> <laughs> I, never, I never saw it the day I had my eyes closed. <laughs> you did that. Would, you, would you never like to get into sort of punditry, you know, for the likes of Sky and stuff? I've done a lot of media work since it came out. I've, I've done five live talks, but Merseyside City, I've done work with Beef Radio Cumbria. Mm-hmm. Um, sometimes it's not what you know to, you know. Yeah, um, yeah absolutely. But yeah. if it comes my way, I'll take it on board and do it. I think it's bad that you do. I'm not going to chase it. You've been yeah. slowly building towards a performance on the Everton Fan Focus yeah, podcast. It's, it's okay. <laughs> you, you want to see the research I've done the last three days for this show? <laughs> I just Google. make up all those stories. All the baldy men in a pub. <laughs> it's it's like Dempsey hasn't retweeted that, he's sure he's coming. <laughs> <laughs> it's not even Derek Malfields, it's just some fella in the pub. <laughs> 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 uh, just, just for me, can I just a, a couple of questions that people have asked me yeah. to ask um, Okay, so this is from Billy Bradshaw. Best goal for Everton? You always, you'll always mention the, the semi-final goal, because yeah. um, it yeah. took us to Wembley. But my best goal, or I'd say my most important goal, was the round before Luton when we were two one down to it, two hundred minutes to go, and oh, I got yeah. my first goal in front of the street end, yeah. and I loved it. And we took the replay and we won the replay. Without that goal, Shall there's no replay. Exactly. There's no semi So I always look back to the the Ipswich goal as my most important goal. Yeah. Okay. Um, with the exception of Goodison Park, um, your favourite ground to play at? Wembley. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I can't ask that what's your favourite away ground I just went Wembley <laughs> <laughs> and it's probably everyone else in the world, especially when you're winning the lift <laughs> off. Um, and this is actually from me mum who's a massive Evertonian uh, former season what's her name older. Carol Carol um, big shout out yeah. um, who did you actually look up to when you were uh, a lad growing up my, well I was a centre forward till I was 14 so Bob Black was my hero going up. Okay. Yeah. I used to wow. used to worship the fella. We had a, we had a decent team in those days in the seventies. They were yeah. so close, one or two players short, and Latch got his thirtieth goal, and I got my first taste at Goodison Park when I got on the pitch after the game to celebrate. Go I didn't know four or five years later wow. I'd be playing on the, in the blue shirt on the pitch. Now even more amazing for me is Bob's a personal friend of mine now. So oh, when, he, great when, when he lives in Germany and he comes yeah. over. He rings me and says, "Got to come and stay at yours, mate." And well, he stays at mine all the time. So from going from being a hero, he's now a good buddy. Also, one of the most modest, humblest guys oh, I've ever he's met. Brilliant. He's brilliant. He's totally unaware of, of his importance to everyone. Look to be sixty-six. Look as good as that. What would you? Do? <laughs>
Yeah, he's got a beard. 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 He's getting married this year, and his wife's a lot younger. She's a German, yeah, German girl. Yeah, he's struck lucky, hasn't he? <laughs> she's never come over. Yeah, and yeah. he must show her pictures, or she must see pictures of Bob with women draped all over him. Yeah, yeah. I don't I understand what yeah. he means to the Tony. No, yeah, exactly. For me, to class as Bob as a friend of mine, when I used to sing his name and chant his name, and yeah. try and, I couldn't get his autograph as a player. Couldn't get it. So I've got 1977 League Cup souvenir brochure, yeah. which I made him sign. Wow. Said, yeah, you wouldn't sign this, now get it on there. <laughs> but he, he's a fantastic fella and we've got a great relationship and I'm honoured to call him a... Bob would have worked well with Graeme Sharp up front. The, the two of them together. They did, together. they did play together. For a while. But yeah. I'm, I'm thinking like instead of Grey or... Well, maybe, Bob could have come you know. back to Everton before Andy Gray. Really? Yeah. Yeah. I'll leave it at that. Oh, but he couldn't come back. That was an I'll leave it at that one. There's your next door when you put it on there. You want to cut it back, you know? Didn't know that. No, there was, he, 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 there was an inquiry made to Bob about coming back. Um, but I think eventually signed Andy Gray before him. And that. Yeah. Wow. wow, didn't know that. Be surprised when Andy left and he brought him We were all shocked. We were all shocked because we just won the European Cup and the league. Yeah. And he was a crucial part of it. But yeah. The best manager don't nest on the Rottles, they, they improved the squad and yeah. we might have won nothing with Gary but 40 goals. What a goal scorer. Like, yeah. He was, goals he was completely justified in that yeah. swap, wasn't he? Yeah. You know? yeah. And just finally from, from me, um, whose boots did you clean when you were... Every one of Champions players. I was the apprentice. I had 20 odd pair of boots for every single day of the week. <laughs> There you go, for that. No, I, I, I did. <laughs> yeah, every day. Yeah, every day. Every time they trained, the boots came back, the kit was on the floor, I had to dry all the training kit, clean all the change rooms, clean all the towels, and then get all the boots dusted down and ready for training following it. Has that followed on in your life now? You do all the washing and cleaning? Yes, I do. Yeah. <laughs> 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 I was brought to in good stuff. Yeah, when I was a kid at 16, I had to do it. I had to do it. The, the training kit was, was two big wicker skips, which had to go from the ground, out the ground, onto Borough Road at Tramway, oh, yeah. to the Lord's yeah. Bed, yeah. on a Friday afternoon, to be collected at 8 o'clock Monday morning. So I've got those big trolleys that you put the beer kegs on yeah. with two big skips on going out the road. And on Monday morning, being there for quarter to eight, yeah. go and get the kit, everyone's kit out, all the balls pumped up, all the bibs ready, all the codes ready, all the yeah. boots ready. When they come after training, go and get me a sandwich or the butcher go to the shop, go and get this, and I'm back and forth. And then when they'd all gone, there's a pile of kits on the floor, I take it all away and tidy it up and do all the boots and then uh, yeah, You know, so I've done it all my life, yeah. Yeah, just, just, just all worth, do all it. worth it when that call from Howard came in. And that, uh, that's it, that, that, right. that, that's what you want. You, you work hard as a youngster yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. to get that chance, get and my chance all, came, yeah. and I wasn't given that chance up at all. Absolutely, yeah. Fantastic. Good one, you did that. Good well, <laughs> nice way to bring it to a close. Thanks very much, Dexy. Thanks, thanks, thank thanks for joining us. Thanks very much, lads. Cheers, we'll guys. See you again soon. See you again. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. 
Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. When it comes to your finances, you think you've done it all. You've saved, you've researched, and you've invested all that you can. Now it's time to take those investments to the next level by using the brand behind every great investor, Yahoo Finance. As America's number one finance destination, Yahoo Finance has everything you need, whether you're a seasoned trader or just dipping your toes into the market. Join the millions of investors who trust Yahoo Finance to guide them on their financial journey. For comprehensive financial news and analysis, visit yahoofinance.com, the number one financial destination, yahoofinance.com.